pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 4 Podcast. This might be college football, heaven. Well, Hour has arrived and Coach DeBoer has just uh, scored his biggest win in his uh, early tenure at the University of Alabama. Ryan Williams, who had committed to Alabama, the uh, wide receiver from uh, South Alabama, Saraland, and then decommitted uh, immediately after Nick Saban retired three, was that two weeks ago today? Yeah, two weeks ago today, uh, has now committed again to Alabama. He's one of the top receivers, wide receivers in the country, and he is back in the fold. So a major win for Kalen DeBoer. And uh, we uh, continue with more of your phone calls here in the final hour of the program. And let's go north of the border to uh, Ohio. Paul, oh, hey, I hear you calling out Dabo Sweeney. Have you ever heard that blues song, Before You Accuse Me, Take a Look at Yourself? That's what's happening. Dabo didn't know how to use the portal. Neither does half of the SEC. Lane Kiffin's out there yapping it up about how unfair it is instead of just working it. And that game against that game against Misery, do you think Ryan Day wanted to put his men out there to get hurt for an ex- exhibition game? Heck no, Paul. He knew what the heck he was doing because he knew what was coming. Yeah, Elliot, uh, try selling that garbage somewhere else. We're not buying. Let's uh, continue to Jer- with Jerry in Mississippi. Uh, hello, Jerry. Hey, Paul. How you doing? We're doing great. Uh, Thank you. I know this is, this is an old subject, and I know you remember it, uh, but Mike Leach, when all this stuff started about doing the transfer portal, money, people jealous, he made a suggestion that like the colleges could take, say, give a student if he was on scholarship, and if he stayed there the full four years, he would get a $200,000 if he graduated. But if he moved to another school, he would not get it. That would solve all the transfer. Then he said, and, and then he didn't say this, but I thought about it, Let's say you, you give a scholarship one year at a time, and if a school gives a scholarship to somebody, and after one year or two years, the school don't want him anymore, they cut him, give him his $50,000 for that one year that you had him. And that would solve the problem a lot of, in other words, if you had a graduate, how many of them graduate now? So this way, everybody would be guaranteed uh, a diploma if they stayed there and got that $200,000. And everybody kind of poo-pooed him. Oh, you're right. I remember, I remember that. I remember exactly when he said that. Do you remember that? I sure do. And that would cut out on the jealousy if you wouldn't have a quarterback making a million and a half and an offensive lineman making 20. And, I mean, he's, he's going to think, well, I'll just get back there and let him come back there and hit you and see how much you're worth. So to me, that would solve a lot of problems. You'd have a lot of problems. You'd have a lot of people that would uh, get diplomas that don't get diplomas otherwise. And and they, they could have it like different level colleges, like big schools, like Southeastern Conference, Big Ten. They could set it according to what they wanted to, and then smaller conferences could give us another certain amount of money. 
So what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, this is all, in theory, very good. I, I don't think we're going to see that now, though, but I appreciate your call very much. Let's uh, check in with a guy named Vision. I don't know if that's his name or his eyesight, but uh, or, or his view of the world. How are you, Vision? I'm doing fine. How you doing, Paul? We are doing great. Thank you. I, I got a recommendation for you. Why don't you... Uh, get some of these callers on a three-way call like jim and legends and jim and uh i man and augie and Dwayne and john from uh from uh missouri get them on a two-way call and you be the mediator that's a good idea uh, i wish we had thought of that you know i'm i'm trying to spice up your show a little bit okay yeah I, it, it has fallen uh since coach saban left we're, we're kind of still in mourning and another thing, you ought to get this John, John guy from New Jersey, the one that told you about the recruiting a while ago. Yeah. You ought to let him have his own segment, and he'd go down the whole SEC because he seems like he's pretty smart. Well, that's what we uh, – <laughs> we don't require the callers to be smart because we're yeah, trying to stay I mean, in he, business. he knows his stuff. He laid it on the line. Alabama ain't in bad of shape as they think they were. No, not at all. And they, as I mentioned, they just got a big, a big commitment. So, Bama, repeat after me. Bama, Bama, Bama is, is back. back. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. James is in Tennessee, and you are on the air. Hello, James. Hey, Paul. How you doing tonight? We are doing great. Uh, Paul, I wanted to talk about, and I know you're a Tennessee alum, uh, and I know we ain't got the hardware like the last caller said, but no. uh, I figured there'd be a little more excitement about Nico for this coming year. Oh, I think there's a, a tremendous. <laughs> I'm choked up. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I, I can't even uh, get it out of my mouth. Uh, I think there's tremendous excitement for him. Uh, what's your expectations? I expect best quarterback ever at the University of Tennessee. Well, James, I uh, <coughs> I, uh, I may have to uh, just say that would be amazing, but I am not as confident as you because, I don't know, Peyton Manning is only one of the greatest okay. quarterbacks of all time. How many times did Peyton beat Florida, Paul? He was 0 for 4. 0 for 4. As Steve Spurrier okay. reminds me every time I see him. How many times yeah. has Nico beaten many, Florida? Uh, well, he played him, but once. Okay. And he didn't start. You're but right. This year. So okay, well, well for as a forgetting that I I said what I did. Give me some reasons why, after seeing him, basically one one in one start, why you think he is going to be greater than I don't know Peyton's has to rank in what, among the, the greatest quarterbacks ever in college football? Uh, yeah, I mean, but he don't rank up there with Tim Tebow or like a Lamar Jackson. Really? Me, they actually won. Well, no, I, mean, but, but, I mean, you are uh, aware, you are aware, I'm sure, because you're smart. Uh, you're aware that there is more to a football team than the quarterback. Right, I do. I am Tebow, that, Tebow had a better defense. That uh, he had a lot of receivers. He had a lot of uh, weapons. That you know, Peyton had good. Pey Peyton had a good team. 
he was also up against a, a, a Florida program that was pretty amazing at the time. It's not like uh, I don't want to take anything away from Tebow. He's the best college football player I've seen in the SEC. So I, I, I'm, that's not really a, an issue. Hayden wasn't yeah, far behind, though. Nico has. I know Nico is not exactly number uh, number one on my list of uh, of those three. Not yet. Not yet. But after this year, I guarantee he will be. Okay, and you and and tell me more about your guarantee. What have you seen in one game against? Who did they play? Wisconsin, Iowa. Can't even remember. They played Iowa. Iowa. They, they played a. They played an Iowa team that, quite frankly. The game could still be going on three weeks later, and they still wouldn't have gotten the first down. Yeah, but Nico don't play defense. But listen, they're good. They're good defensively. I was saying that way before the Iowa game, Paul. Okay. Because Bryce Young is also he was also very. Okay, well, very James, good. let's just do this. Let's just have a friendly bet that I okay. think Nico will be very good, but. Three years from now, I don't think you'll be able to call in and say to me, he was better than, than Peyton Manning. That's just, I'm, I, I don't even think I'm going out on a limb. No. But I hope you're right. That would be fantastic. I mean, we need more Peyton Mannings in the world. Because there's only been one. And we are coming right back. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast, and we've got basketball coming up here in a few minutes. LSU and Georgia. Georgia is uh, has had some significant moments this year under Mike White. Let's check in with Alberto in New Jersey. Uh, hello, Alberto. Hello, Paul. First time speaking to you. I love your show. I think you're fantastic. Thank you um, very much. My question. You're most welcome. Um, Harbaugh and a lot of Michigan fans made a big issue saying everybody feels signs. And since you're really well versed and experienced in football, is that actually a legitimate uh, comment on the part of uh, the Michigan people, or is that uh, a lie? Well, I mean, I, I've been all over on this issue, Alberto, and I, I think uh, my final analysis is that the sign-stealing scandal probably was uh, not relevant to their success. 
Well, I, yeah, they certainly were a fantastic football team, yeah. complete as can be. And by the way, I've said I've said the I've said the opposite of that before. I just want to make that clear. But uh, okay. I, I think I think the way Michigan finished the season was was so impressive uh, that it, it it didn't it didn't put that story to bed because I think there's still a lot we don't know. But I don't really care anymore about it, and uh, I'm sure the NCAA will will wait to see which way Harbaugh goes. But if he leaves, I think they'll move on too. Yep. It's it, to me, it's very strange because Harbaugh has not committed to uh, the Los Angeles Chargers at all. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I think there. I think that decision is is coming down very soon uh, because I I mean at some point he really I don't know why it's taken so long. Uh, he's talked to them twice. Twenty. And it, it just doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. Regular. Yeah. Sorry about that. Okay. Are you, uh, are, we, uh, are you, what are you doing right now? I'm curious. Uh, I'm getting gasoline. <laughs> okay. I, I, that's what yeah. I thought you were doing, but I didn't, I, I, I by the way, uh, be careful, uh, you know, talking on the phone and pumping your gas at the same time. Oh, no, no, here in New Jersey, we have gas station attendants. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, I miss those days, yeah. don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I think it's fantastic, particularly when it's cold and wet like today. Yeah. It's a good thing. Well, where, where, uh, where in Jersey are you? Um, I live in a town just outside of Paramus called Maywood. Oh, okay. Which sure. is in North Jersey. Yeah, I know where you are. Familiar. Yeah. Gotcha. Hey, well, it's a pleasure yeah. to talk to you. Same here, and uh, being a big Bama fan, I'm hoping for the best with the team. I think things Roll are okay. Time. Listen, today was a good day for Alabama. Uh, thank you, Alberto. Be careful, and uh, hope you got unleaded. You know, the economy, uh, the, the, uh, not the economy. What am I thinking of? The uh, ecology. <laughs> uh, Greg, uh, who cares? Uh, Greg is up next. Uh, hello, Greg. Hello, Paul. How are you? We are doing great. Thank you. Yeah, and I, Paul, how does a guy pumping gas in New Jersey get through to your phone? And I've been calling for two weeks ever since Griff got on the, <laughs> got on the show. You know, that's a good question. <laughs> He just must have hit it just right, because I've been calling in and calling in and calling in. But I really appreciate you taking my call, Paul. Uh, as, as far as some of the things that I wanted to hit on with Griff, you know how, uh, and not just Griff, but a lot of people say they, they'd rather be the man that follows the man at Alabama? Yeah. Well, I think, it, you know, a track record from Bear Bryant to Nick Saban, it took about seven guys to get there. Uh, so I think, you know, all in all, it, when you look for a coach, I think this DeBoer guy, he fits the criteria of what these young men need in college football. That's just my opinion. Just the way he carries himself, the way he communicates with people. Uh, he's a proven winner, and I think the man's going to do a fantastic job. And uh, just wanted to throw that out there. I think it was a big win today when the, the wide receiver recommitted back to Alabama. That was a win. Uh, he's got some people putting a good staff in place, I think, Paul. Uh, I think it's going to be difficult if Nick Saban stays around too much. That's just my opinion. I well, hey, yeah. hey, Greg, let me offer this. I don't think Saban's going to be around. I mean, Saban has been down in Florida. He's joining golf clubs. Uh, he's right. Playing, I mean, one, yeah, I mean, yeah, he he cares about the program and he'll do what, sure. what he's asked. But but Nick Saban, if he wanted to run that program, he he wouldn't have retired. 
That's exactly right, Paul. You're exactly right. He's, I think he's there just to kind of weather the storm for just a little bit and then get on out of the way and let DeBoer have the reins. And, and uh, um, you know, just another comment, Paul, on some of these guys that call in pretty regular. I think one of them's J.K. Seems like every time I see him on your show, he's got a Miami jersey on. Oh, yeah. But I never hear him say anything about Miami. And well, there's they, nothing to say other than the program sucks. <laughs> Well, that's true. I don't disagree with that, Paul. That's what I'm getting at. Even like uh, uh, some of your characters that call, like I think it's uh, one of the guys is I-Man. I know he's supposedly an Auburn fan, but he's really just an Alabama hater. And, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you're right about that. I don't. I mean, I, I have seen I-Man in Auburn when we when we were there, but I've never physically seen I-Man at an Auburn event. Right. Yeah, and you know, one other thing too, Paul. That going back to Griff, I hate to keep going back to him, but he okay. he made a statement about DeBoer not being associated with the with the South, and I and I get all that, and how it would be a better pick to have somebody from the South and this that and the other. Now, <laughs> I I got my opinion, but just like Hugh Freeze, who's down at Auburn right now. Now, if if you had your choice, Paul, and you can hurt my feelings if you like, but if you had your choice to go get Hugh Freeze. Or DeBoer, who would you who would your pick be? Well, Greg, let me let me answer it this way by talking about what, what part of the country you're from. Let me go over a couple of. Uh, Nick Saban is from West Virginia, not not in the South. He won seven national championships in the SEC. Urban Meyer, he's from Ohio. He won two in Florida. Um, Les Miles, where's he from? Michigan. He won one. Uh, it, it, I mean, these are there aren't that many other people that have won national championships. Uh, in, I mean, Chiswick, where was he from? Uh, Miles was from Ohio. Where was Gene from? Uh, he was from somewhere. Uh, I don't remember where Chiswick was born, but uh, he was from Florida, so he counts. So he, uh, I'm just going over the names of the people that have uh, won national. Ch- I mean, Jimbo Fisher's from Florida, from West Virginia. He won a national championship at Florida State. So being from the South doesn't, it's not, it's not whether, where you're from, it's how you adapt in the South. And that was Brian Harson's problem. He just didn't, he, he had no feel to go down to uh, where, where, where Williams committed, committed from. And, and obviously DeBoer's already done something that, 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 that Harson didn't do. Let's uh, check out Jojo in Atlanta. Hello, Jojo. Hey, hey, fire him on. Yes, sir. All right. I'll fire him on. The first time I called. That's from, great. Uh, and I just wanted to uh, say that, yeah, that's right. With Georgia, Kirby Smart, he's really the neat savior, man. He's going to follow up, bringing that talent, bringing that performance, you know, offensively, defensively, a bit coming back. But I, I was looking at the NFL. I'm following the playoffs right now. And I think that uh, Baltimore, I think they're going to kind of struggle against that. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes perform. And defensively, they're going to look good. They're going to show up. Now, the 49ers and the Lions are going to be a more exciting game. If, if Purdy cannot have, can have a better performance in the first half, I think they can go on to win it. It's 49ers time. We see, the Lions are hungry. They're young. They got the talent. And, uh, and it's going to be anybody's game. Well, no, I agree with you. Uh, well, Jojo, thank you very much for the call. That was great. 
Uh, let's check. Let's check out Jace in, in Augusta. Hello, Jace. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having a call. Thank you. Um, a couple things here. Um, I wanted to do uh, 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 push what uh, Legend said about um, kissing the ring. Um, you know, he seems to be complacent with winning an SEC championship when they haven't had won uh, uh, a national championship in four years. Well, yeah, I mean, whatever they say, elephants never forget. Sometimes fans of the school that has an elephant can't remember very well. Right. I mean, I mean, come on, Paul. And 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 uh, and and, and uh, I I think uh, I think I, I think Georgia's team to beat. Well, there, there's um, no. Know, I mean, I, I mean, Georgia. I, I, I'm a Georgia has fan. been the dominant team in the SEC for three years. They just, for some reason, have been unable to close the deal out against Alabama. Right, uh, and I think I, I think I think it's going to change with with, with DeBoer because I, I don't know if, if DeBoer is going to win nine games this year, um, and uh, I think uh, I, I think Ole Miss is probably the team to beat. Um. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We are back here, and AJ is up next. Well, if it ain't Mr. Rocky Balfinebaum, I mean, what that—that that was the worst bashing I've seen that you did on Bash, and and quite a, I, I probably since uh, you remember, you must have bought him a plane ticket like you did D. Snyder. <laughs> well, I was trying to help Bash, and I, I mean, I think sometimes a little bit of constructive uh, uh, criticism maybe could make him a better caller, which I think is not easy for him to do. But oh well, I mean. He, he, you don't see me trying to make you a better caller, do do you? <laughs> you jerked him off the plane, and you pimp slapped him about three times, and then put your foot on his neck and just never let him up for air. I mean, that was that was just a. I mean, it was like a. Well, I mean, I mean, you're, you're a tough guy. You don't believe in mercy, do you? No, I'm surprised. It was like Todd down there at uh, Dollar General beatdown. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> Hey, you don't talk to me like that at the feed store. I'll I'll whoop you. (laughs) But listen, I was going to talk about something. There's a little event going on here in just a little while. It's called, uh, we're fixing to come down over there. Auburn, Alabama basketball game. Yeah, everybody's excited about that. That's right. It's an Auburn basketball game. It ain't an Alabama basketball game. Because well, we're fixing to come in there and lean up on them and well, press that team, down uh, on them. Bruce Pearl got uh, whacked around pretty good last year. A little bit of a little bit of revenge here. It's a revenge tour. It's a revenge tour. <laughs> yes, sir. The war is on the floor here in just a little bit. So, Alabama, I'm serving you notice. Pack your bags up like Nick Saban did, because in an hour, the war on the floor we're fixing to evict y'all's losing asses all the way out of town. Boar damn eagle. And the uh, aforementioned Todd from the, 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 yeah. the bare knuckles hey, champion of that. Shelby, I Alabama. It. I love that damn AJ. AJ, just like old what's-his-name that don't call in no more from Auburn down there. They are so funny to listen to. But, Pa, I had about three things I want to discuss with you. Uh, did Dabo ever pay the most valuable player this year off because when Tyler straightened his ass out, I think Clemson went undefeated the rest of the year. 
You're right. He sure did. Tyler from Spartanburg. I won't never forget that. I, I think mean, I think that was a setup. Way. After all, after all that, Dabo outsmarted everybody. Yep. And uh, I'll say this: that was funny of our man to call in. We found out today, Bash is the connoisseur of the doobie. And the next thing you know, our man's on the phone because our man ain't got nothing right. He's the new Vanderbilt down there at Auburn. And he don't know nothing about the doobie because I guarantee you, Bash has got that under control, Paul. And, Paul, I'll say this. I bought four joints in my lifetime when I was bicycle age. And I had to get them smoked up before I went to my daddy's house. Cause boy, my daddy found them things, he'd kill me. And, Paul, them things ain't nothing like they used to be. But, I, you know, I told you I didn't have them discs in my back. And about two hits on that new stuff that they got, and I don't even know I got a back, Paul. So if they ever make it legal in Alabama, I know I'm going to get me some. But that's about all I had, buddy. Y'all have a good day, and roll down tide, Paul. You got it, brother. Johnny B., I mean, the hits continue from the uh, Alabama. Lord have mercy. I, I, I need a puff. I need a puff. Alberto, man, you up there in New Jersey. And it's got to be the mafia still in control, or they wouldn't be pumping it, you know, the gas oh, yeah. out there. Imagine having attendance. dollars worth it, $5 a gallon. Do you need me to mail you a road map? Because <laughs> you ain't going far. That's, you know, this gas thing. And that, that, they, how, much, how much did he get? How many, how many gallons? What did he order? He said $20 worth. And $20 worth of gas? A gallon with an attendance. Yeah, I mean, I mean, back in the day, that would fill your tank, but that, I'm talking about 70s, 80s. We're looking at, you know, up there, I guarantee you, three and a half gallons. He's not going far. Give me a couple but gallons. That, you know, that guy I remember, remember when we used to go to the gas station, I'll get $2 worth. Yeah. Where That's all I had. On electric, where do you stand on electric cars? Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I would never buy a car where you'd have to charge it. I have a, what do I have now? I have a hybrid um, and by the way, I did not want one, uh, but, but I, I got a car a couple of months ago, uh, and it was going to be nine months before they were coming in. The reason I was... So I just, yeah, but it's, I, I really like it, though. You ever had one? You ever had a hybrid? The reason I was asking They're, they're was incredibly the quiet. <laughs> I was on the fence about this, uh, you know, gas versus electric yeah. until I learned that Dwayne worked on an oil rig. Yeah. And I was thinking, okay... Seven, eight years ago, uh, deep water horizon, blue water horizon, whatever it was, I can picture a control room with all these gauges and all this important thing and lights blinking and the head operator turning over to Dwayne and saying, Dwayne, get on the horn. You've got to warn everybody. we got a grade four emergency. Shut everything down. And I don't know about you, but I can't understand a damn thing he says. And I can see how that could create a problem. So we've got to move away from oil rigs if it's going to be stuff like that and, and work on some other thing. And before I'm done, vision. I, you gave me a vision of all these pooled collars. We're going to do a group thing. Vision, Bash, Fred the Quiz Guy, John from Louisville, all calling each other. Everybody, just like he was talking about, it's going to be a Zoom call. But they just keep it to themselves. We don't have to hear that crap on the show. Have a good night, Paul. Thank you, Johnny B. We appreciate it. Uh, wow, that was a good. Uh, that was uh, that was a murderer's row of callers. Yeah. I can see these three guys about to head out to go uh, deer hunting. Can't you? Oh, yeah. 
Chris is in New Jersey. Hello, Chris. Hey, Paul. Uh, First-time caller, long-time listener. I think your show's great. Thank you very much. Uh, Just a little change of pace. I was just wondering, I know all this alignment is great for the football and the basketball schools, but what do you think it's going to do to the other sports for these colleges where, granted, they're going to get some share of the money and so on, but how does it affect the smaller sports like volleyball, track and field, wrestling, where these teams are going to have to do all this traveling across the country and so on, is it going to affect these schools and these little programs where I'm not saying that they're little programs, you know, these athletes work real hard through high school to get a scholarship to go to college. How does it affect these, you know, these other sports, volleyball? I mean, you know, they're not only SEC schools, they're not only uh, Big Ten, but they're, you know, Big 12, Pac-12 these teams are now going to be you know, going all over the country, and it affects the expenses of these sports. How do you think it affects it does, Chris. You know, these other sports? I agree. And, 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 and what's really interesting right now, and I don't, I don't think we've talked about it enough, but one of the hottest parts of, of intercollegiate, intercollegiate sports right now are women's sports. Uh, the, uh, the basketball, uh, Caitlin Clark, uh, the whole basketball thing last year with LSU, I mean, there, there is, it's very much a rage. I mean, the, the, the ratings for, for women's games is, is at an all-time high. So I think you're going to see more people coalescing around them at just a time where every sport uh, is going to be under uh, severely challenged. Now, the big conferences can handle it, but the smaller ones won't be able to. I mean, they are going to be the forgotten children uh, of college sports. Thank you very much for the call. We head to the break. We still have a few minutes to go, and we are back right after this. Thank you for listening to the best of the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Watch the Paul Feinbaum Show weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on the SEC Network. Plus, you can listen and watch on the ESPN app.